Hey, Rich, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you, Paul? I'm doing okay. You know, it's there. My um, my spouse is kind of like a thrift shop oriented person. So am I. Gotta be honest. I like I like a I like to get stuff that's used. I like stuff that's just kind of old and worn out. And so there's this thing. You ever seen this thing on Facebook? It's called buy nothing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we were really into it. Wait. We were. So what is it? What is buy nothing? Okay, so you go, on, you go on Facebook and there are these groups of people who are like, hey, I have uh, an old electric fan that I'm getting mm-hmm. rid of because we don't need it anymore. And you go, and it's literally like, well, I'll just put it on the porch if you want it or come by and, I'll, and you know, knock on the door. I'll give it to you. Stuff reduces waste. It's a way to keep stuff in the world. I'm not using this thing anymore. Maybe somebody who needs it can have it. We do we no. leave stuff on the stoop all the time. That's exactly right, right? Like just it, 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 so it was a structured way to do that, and it grew and grew and grew. And the the groups have like a thousand members each, and they splintered yeah. off. And it really it was like a, a phenomenon, the buy nothing. So just a, a quick aside, Paul, not everyone listening to this lives in New York City. Uh, a stoop, for whatever reason, and my theory is that for whatever reason, to get into your house, you have to go up three steps in New York City. My theory is that this is the the, the product of a conspiracy uh, between the cement manufacturers and the city to make everyone take three steps up the stairs. Um, and it's it, it, brownstones. If you look up brownstones on the internet, you'll see what they look like. It's actually a lot of the world doesn't look like this. <laughs> a stoop is sort of a place you hang out and sit in front of your house. And a lot of times you'll find books, weird doodads, cabinets, all kinds of strange things like, you know, pots and pans uh, on the stoop. I love it. Like I have probably picked up 300 books in Brooklyn. It's just great. walking around. It's great. You know, and then you're like, yeah. ah, I don't really care. And then you leave it on your stoop or you put it in one of the little free libraries or, or just, it, it's all good. So anyway, there's this whole culture around buy nothing. And then yeah. uh, there's an article in Wired magazine. I guess full disclosure, I write for Wired, but you know, this is just me talking about an article I read. Full disclosure, as he raises the champagne glass. Yeah, yeah exactly. With my <laughs> my wired uh, my wired winnings. Uh, so it's from February 2023, and it's by Vahini Vara, and uh, it's called "The Battle for the Soul of Buy Nothing." And it's a good article, and it's a good article because it actually describes the internet in this in a way that I I think it's it's really important to understand. Right, like, and, and did you read it? Paul, I let, sent it to you. Yes. Okay. Let me restate what "buy nothing" is because it's a weird name. It's essentially a Facebook group where people post stuff that they don't need anymore, not for money. That's right. And it's huge. That's right. It's and, really and it was, big. It was started by two ladies who liked to, you know, kind of thrift shop oriented ladies. Sure. In the, in the Pacific Northwest. It connects who, people. And yeah. it reduces waste. You're not throwing it, stuff in a landfill. And, well, you know, people were uncomfortable with it being on Facebook. So that was one thing. Okay. okay so it's a Facebook, the giant platform. Uh, and, and then there's, as you read this article, it just follows a pattern 
that I have seen with every single community as things scale, mm. people assert themselves as humans in the wildest way. Ex- give me an example. Um, Stick to buy nothing. What happened? Oh, you know, the, the groups get big and then it's like, well, I don't like the rules of this buy nothing group. There are all these rules and bylaws and it's, you mm, know, mm, some groups didn't, mm. they were like, you know, once you get to a thousand people, you should create a new buy nothing group. And some people were like, well, no, that's not good. And then people were like, you know, when you split the group, a lot of times they split along racial lines because mm-hmm. demographics and communities. So mm-hmm. instead of mixing communities, now we're actually encouraging and, and sort of enforcing segregation. So all kinds of stuff came out. And then one of the co-founders of Buy Nothing, because, of course, these people have pretty big profiles, uh, there's a point where uh, apparently she was in Nepal and there's a video of her and she's like holding a human skull uh, Mm. talking about it. And that brought Mm -hmm. up a lot of issues. You know, it is wild how often people end up getting caught. An actual human skull? Yes. All right. I got to tell you, I am... uh, I'm a white guy of a certain age, but I have never picked up a human skull in another country and went like, hey, wow, look at how he lives. Check right? it out. Just, I I don't understand. Like, I've, mm-hmm. I'm, everyone okay, engages. Okay. Everyone, everyone has problems got upset? on Everyone got upset? Well, it just kind of, you know, there's a, a narrative around colonialism and sort of who are these people, and that takes hold. And then, mm. of course, the equity committee got created. And so by nothing became this enormous bureaucracy where everybody is kind of fighting about what the core principles are. And so okay, what the co-founders decided to do is like, well, look, we need to create an infrastructure here that is away from Facebook. And we need to, we're going to do a startup. We're going to make a, a public benefit corporation and we're going to build an app. And, um, uh, and mm. we are, yeah, exactly. And so we're going to mm. take buy nothing away from Facebook and create its own world. And I mean, frankly, you know, I've got the Craigslist app on my phone. This is not Wait. a wacky idea. No, for money? Are they going to charge now? Or well, they're, yeah. they're going to make some money. Like, that is a goal here. And that now mm-hmm. you have a problem because buy nothing is, by its nature, extremely anti-capitalist. But now you have mm-hmm. a startup. Mm-hmm. And a startup is really... You, you know what you start to realize? You, everyone should read the story because what you realize is how dominated we are by the stories we tell about different categories of mm. existence. And so, like, when they said we're going to do a startup, the larger buy nothing community is like, you know, they, we want to get away from Facebook and make our own platform. Okay, mm-hmm. but now it's a startup and you're going to charge for things and. Mm-hmm. Have your mm-hmm. own app, and they, they tried to raise money to build the app, and of course, like no one knew how much it actually cost. It cost hundreds of thousands of dollars to sure, get a really good sure, app in the sure, app store. sure, sure, sure. So you know, and then you know, folks are showing up and sending email, and everyone is ready to help at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. uh, and what's interesting, right, is in this article. So this group has the the Facebook groups have hundreds and hundreds of thousands of members because it's mm-hmm. so easy. It's free on top mm-hmm. of Facebook. Mm-hmm. And uh, they did get a lot of signups, but essentially it's like 90,000 active users are on this platform. Now, I look at that and I'm like, that's a really good start. It's pretty not good. Bad. Not bad. I mean, it, it's hard to, to amass users, but that's not bad as a starting well, point. There's no funding and these nice, uh, theoretically nice ladies who also wrote a book and that upset everyone because they were charging for the book. And I just, you get into yeah. a place, if your product is never give anyone ever money ever. 
Mm. You get into a place where it's really hard to build something sustainable on top. I don't think we're fully grappling with this phenomena that you're talking, that you just described, because it's happened in a lot of different ways. And what I'm going to do is try to describe how the lines get crossed here. What happens when these communities take hold, which by the way, a company is also a community. This happens to companies as well. When you're saying communities take hold, we're talking about a thousand people coming together on a platform. Or millions of people coming together on a platform. But it is worth noting a couple of things. First off, even when millions come, millions come on, a small percentage of that, a very small percentage of it, become emotionally invested in the place and they view it as their own. They view it as this quasi-democratic place where whatever you signal out, whatever you represent, whatever rules you put forward, um, you did not consult them for it. And, and they view it. Why? Be it's not because they're power hungry. It's because they've actually confused this effectively group mechanism. It's group software with an affinity that is actually akin to an, a, a town, a religion, a cult, a clan, a group, a tribe. They, they, and so what happens is when they see things happening to what they view as something that is their own, that they have an emotional connection to, they lash out. They come out real aggressive. It's not even the actual subject matter. They just can't believe they weren't asked. They can't believe they weren't in the room. I mean, this has always been my line about the web, which is that the fundamental way to understand the web is that everyone's looking at it and going, why wasn't I consulted? Why did you change I mean, the logo? They, they you're feel... being humble, Paul. I mean, you wrote a profoundly important article many years ago called Why Wasn't I Consulted? And the web is that. It is a customer support platform of the yeah. highest order, right? And And I think... I think the fact that um, this can actually materialize without money tells you the whole story. Like, I'm going to defend these poor co-founders for a split second here. They made no money for many years, for many, many years. And they went ahead and wrote a book. And I got to tell you, most people probably said, Good for you. You wrote a book. I hope you make some money. No, but there are, there is a small percentage in the community. Oh, with a very yeah. Loud voice, right? It, it, and if you pause and think about how wildly irrational that is, wildly yes. irrational it is. And why is it? You know what else is wildly irrational? Revolutions, Paul. Revolutions <laughs> are wildly irrational. They're you know, good. It's necessary sometimes, but they're also banana cakes. It's death by a thousand opinions. No, you you're watched it all. It's unwinnable. Times. It's I've unwinnable. Seen it. It's every community, and so and, and it's it's an absolute dynamic. It is an inescapable dynamic. One, and I think what to your point, I think that the, I like this model that you've come up with because what happens actually, the narrative becomes those are bad actors who are just sitting there keeping a tally of everything that we're doing that's wrong. And they're coming after the founders. And meanwhile, the founders are still like, but we started this and we're trying to do the right I thing. Mean, she, it's, it's, she's a nurse practitioner. I'm making this up. It's like yeah. a nurse practitioner that runs home to their computer to make sure everything's going okay. It's like a labor of love. That's right. I mean, this isn't our thing with these buy nothing groups, the, the local people working on them. 
It's, were, it's exhausting. They were spending enormous amounts of energy, and they were they had no opportunity for upside or success. You know, they just were kind of exactly. admitting the Facebook group. Exactly. So, these dynamics are really, really tough. And I think to your point, right, like when once a f- enters the picture, all bets are off. So all bets I'll, are off. I'll give you an example. Like the magazine, I write for Wired. Wired is a wonderful demilitarized zone because I go in and I write for Wired and people might have opinions and they've sent me angry emails and nice emails and all sorts of stuff. And they're affiliated when they subscribe, they connect to Wired. They look at the website mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. But mm-hmm. I, and I'm part of that package, but mm-hmm. it's not, I'm not like on the hook for the whole magazine, sure. right? So sure. there's these little proxy spaces where you go and participate and you can do it in public and mm-hmm. you have a certain amount of privilege mm-hmm. and people can be like, I like that. I don't like that. But ultimately everybody gets to go home at the end of the day. I don't stand up. I don't wear a wired t-shirt when I go out. I don't, mm-hmm. when somebody has a problem with their subscription, they don't send me an email, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. There's a structure. Yeah. And there are community there are boards for not for profits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So on and so forth. This structure where a single individual I remember I started this thing called Tilda Club, where I just set up a server and I was like, anybody who wants an account can have one. We'll make web pages like it's nineteen ninety five. And within about two weeks, I was losing my mind because so many people wanted to be in it and I was getting so much signal. When you get signal, which is, which is valid, validating, right, and cool and fun. Well, it's it's exciting, and you feel that you need to ride the wave. But then you're getting a hundred, two hundred emails a day from people who have, who are so excited, and they want to affiliate, and you want to mm. meet them emotionally. Mm. Mm. It is an absolute car crash. What yeah. happened with Tilda Club is I was like, "You guys have fun," and I just kind of looked away for like three years until a couple people showed up and were like. Hey, we'll take it over. It was the first thing that started the whole Tilda movement. And I'm like, go sure. to town. Have yep. Here's the yep. account. Have a great time. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, look, I think this is the Ziotti and Ford Advisors podcast. I don't want to give advice to these founders other than to say, be careful. You could fall in and you're not going to make everyone happy. Death by a thousand opinions. So we know that. That's an easy one, right? It's hard because for a lot of these people, it becomes... It becomes the place where they're respected and they're valued and they they build those relationships. Did anyone yell at you about Tilda Club? Did anyone say, how could you do this to me? Absolutely. Everyone yells at you about everything. (laughs) And you just, look, look, I I have a pretty good life. I just kind of put it aside. Like, I'm used to that now. Yeah. It sucks. But hold on. Okay. I don't have advice for those founders. They're going through it. Frankly, they probably have advice for us at this point. I think like if you like getting your humidifier, go get in your humidifier. The thing that I emphasize when I'm dealing with people who are in communities like this, which include people who are in my life, who are I'm very close with, is that you should focus on the actual positive transaction and benefit and not the drama around it. Mm-hmm. And if that benefit is still there, encourage that. But it, what it feels like, if you don't engage with the politics, it feels like you are betraying something, betraying the mission. Mm. The reality is you're not. That's just humans. And the, the way that They're you gonna fur- do it. The way that you further the mission is you give away the electric fan and the stack of books. That's the actual mission. Mm-hmm. But boy, it's it's the easiest thing to lose. And this article is about that. This article is about how it's so simple to lose the thread when there's lots of people because what happens is that power dynamics become more important than the mission. 
I mean, you're nailing it, right? The sad part is um, a good thing is gone. It oh, I don't thing. know, because there's lots of these groups now on Facebook and elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And, and like good ideas splinter out and humans make them their own because of a fundamental perversity in our dynamics as animals. Like yep. you just can't. You're never going to change that. Yeah. You're you know, never going to change it. I will make a suggestion. I thought I, was, I wasn't going to. All right. Uh, I will make one. Yeah, you're going to advocate. You're going to ask for things. It's normal. You have an emotional connection to the thing. Every once in a while, thank your moderators. Thank your administrators. Like, they're doing the work probably for no money, like, in these communities. Like, a lot of the time, and I've seen people thank the founders of certain forums that I follow for, like, organizing a meetup or doing whatever. It's okay to do that. Like, people, people can do that and also ask for stuff as well, right? They are not, beho- they have a day job. I guess is what I'm trying to say. If you see that dynamic, that's a healthy community. Then what happens is people are like, look at you toadying up to the moderator. <laughs> this, right? Oh, Paul, you're become too cynical in your in your twilight years. <laughs> yeah, look, no, 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 no. What I don't I'm not cynical. I'll close on this, right? Those dynamics always emerge. How people handle them and deal with them is is always sort of like a dynamic question. But you can tell the difference between the toxic and the non-toxic communities so quickly. Yeah, it's true. It's true. You want to know the number one way that you can really tell? Thanking the moderators is a huge tell. The other one is how do they treat newcomers? Absolutely. They lo- Yeah, good communities love to – because you're, you're going to be additive to the community. I'm going well, to help the, you get up to speed. Critically, That's a great point. they're focused on growth at that point. We know yep. we need new blood. We want yep. people in. Yep. Welcome to the community. Yep. Well, there we are, my friend. All right, Rich. So, um, well, we don't agree. We don't agree on everything here, but whatever. It's Ziadi Ford Advisors. Hopefully, this was helpful to people. Send an email to hello at ziadiford.com. Follow us on Twitter at ziadiford.com. Anything else? No, I think just be kind to each other is a good piece of advice. Have a lovely week. Thank your mods. Thank Thank your your mods. I thought you were going to say thank your moms. Thank your moms and your mods. Your moms and your mods. Have a great week. Bye.